Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Many years ago, before I came to know the file of God, I was a good Christian in the sense. I went to church. I served God as a pastor. I tried to obey the Bible, very diligent in studying the Bible, and try to follow what the Scriptures say. But I know that I was missing something in my life because I could not do what God says. I struggle in my life, in my flesh, even though I love God and I really was a man of the Word. I really love God. And dedicate my life to God, until I one day was led by God to meet the file of God. And I went to the revival meeting in another cities to receive the file. Actually, I went to Portland, Oregon. There was a special revival meeting in a church in Oregon, and I postured myself to be. A receiver of the fire. The way I posture myself is number one: I shut off my brain and I open my heart. If you come to the things of the spirit or the things of heaven, you cannot use your brain to understand. You cannot use your logic to analyze what God is doing. That's why the Bible says that the kingdom of God is for such. Little children like this, children, when they come to their father and mother, they don't analyze and think too much. They just come with trust, with open heart, and believe that the father and the mother would give something good to them. So you need to really come to God with your heart, not your brain. If you try to analyze and you try to Watch and observe, and try to think. You will shut your heart, and you cannot open, because your brain, your mind, your head here, gonna control your spirit. You need to shut your head and open your heart to receive. Number two, you need to stop being an observer, because if you keep observing people, watching people around, you will not be able to drink what God hand to you. When you go to a dinner and you keep sitting there watching people eat and drink, you will not eat yourself. You need to start to focus on the food on the table and say, "I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna drink that one." So you come with the attitude and the heart that God, I will not observe anybody. I'm gonna focus on you, and I want to change. Number three, you need. To be desperate to change, you need to realize that I have not arrived. The Christ likeness, I still have a long way to go. I cannot do it myself to grow, to become more like Christ, to become a great disciple of Jesus Christ. I am so desperate to change. I need your help 
desperately. If you come with the attitude, "I'm smart, I'm fine, I know everything, I'm very good, I'm such a great Christian," you will never open to the Holy Spirit. You need to say, "God, I need you desperately. I want you to change me." In other words, you need to come to Him with a humble heart. Forget about your past success. Forget about your great theological knowledge. Forget about your past title or the title in the church. Now, you need to come to Him and say, "Jesus, I need your touch. I need to change desperately." Number four, you need to be hungry. You will not drink or eat the bread from heaven. You will not drink the new wine or the living water. If you are not hungry, unfortunately, the life in the Western country like this, we have everything to support us: Medicare, credit card, ATM machine, medical system. We have all kinds of things to support us. So we tend to be lay back and say, "I'm fine. I don't need anything else." But if you go to the third world country, They don't have anything. The only hope they have is God. So they become more hungry for the help of God. We need to take off this Greek mentality. The Greek mentality is not the Hebrew mentality. The Greek mentality is yes, I know the Bible. Yes, I memorize the scripture. And so what? The Hebrew mentality is I want to change. I want to experience the things of God mentioned in the Bible. I'm very hungry and thirsty to change. You need to come with that mindset, with that attitude. Number five, you need to forget about yourself. You need to forget about your face, your reputation. You say, God, you can touch me. You can do anything to me. I don't care what people think about me anymore. I need to be changed and touched by you. If you are self-conscious, you will not be God-conscious. If you worry about how you look, how people think about you, you cannot enter into the things of God. You need to forget about yourself and say, "God, I focus on you." Number six, you need to yield. The problem is this: God will never force us. God created us to have the freedom of choice. If you don't choose to go with His program, He will let you stay where you are. That's why Christians are at different level. For me, I'm very hungry. I want to change. I want more of God. I want to experience more. I want God to fill me. I want more of the anointing. I want more of the things of God. I'm hungry. And thirsty, and I'm, I yield to what He wants me to have in my life. So we have to yield to God. If you fight, if you resist, He will step back and say, "It's your own business. I'm walking away." But if you yield and let God work in you and through you, He will do mighty things. God wants to give you good things. He doesn't want to give you bad things. The more He changes you, the more He touches you and cleanses you and empowers you, the better and the stronger believer you will become. 
and you need to think that I need more of Him, hungry for more of the things of God. Amen. You come to Him, number seven, by faith. You come to Him by faith. One person called our church office from another state and say that this person listened to the teaching in the YouTube and want to have the prayer on the phone to receive the file of God. And I asked our church office to call right away and say, "Why don't you do your homework to listen to the teaching again and again, many times, until your faith is ripe to be able to receive? Without faith, you cannot receive anything from God. We receive everything from God by faith. That is the problem because many of us are the old wise skin." We learn theology and doctrine from the past, and with that old wise skin doctrines and thinking, we shut ourselves off from the revelation of the Spirit of the Living God from the Bible. We need to be willing to get rid of the old wise skin, all the religious doctrines, and open. To the Word of God, open to the new things, the mystery. The Bible says that God wants to reveal to us the mysteries of the kingdom. You need to be willing to change your thinking, your way of life according to the Bible. Amen. That's why we teach the Word of God a lot. And if you come here hungry, have these seven things in your heart, and I believe that in this trip. You're gonna be changed and touched by the living God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I would like to give you a special teaching. It's about the life of service. The reason we want to know the word, the reason we want to be anointed, the reason we want to be touched by the fire, we want to know the word, we want to change because we want to please God and we want to live. A mature Christian life to serve the Lord fruitfully. We want to make our life count on earth. Here, we have only one life to live. We don't live in this world just to get money for O one k, to get a job and have a nice house. We want to build something that will last for eternity. And the only institution in this world now that will last for eternity. Is the kingdom of God we call the local church? Everything else is going to be gone one day. Boeing will be gone. Microsoft will not be needed anymore when Jesus come and establish His kingdom. The only institution that will last for eternity is the kingdom of God manifest through the local church. That's why we love to build a local church. We want to see more people come into the kingdom. When we talk about the church, we're talking about leading people to Christ, disciple them to grow up spiritually, and build a community, a house that people will receive the teaching, training, safetyness, peace or shalom, prosperity, healing, miracles, and people will be trained to serve the Lord more and more. The church is the institution that Jesus loved very much. He said that he laid down his life for the church. He 
die for the church. He loved the church so much, and he cared for the church. We doing everything to be effective to build the local church. The Holy Spirit, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, the fire, the word. Learn how to grow up spiritually is to build the kingdom of God. God says, "Seek His kingdom first, and all these things shall be added unto you." I want to encourage all of you to be a part of building the kingdom. We should be the stepping stone that people can walk into our life and through our life to come to know Jesus. We should not be a stumbling block to stop people from coming to know Jesus Christ. Every one of us should say, "God, use me to bring people to Jesus, to bring people into the kingdom of God." Amen. How many people want to be used by God? You say, "Here am I. Use me, anoint me, and empower me." One of the areas that we can Grow up to be used of God is the area of we call hospitality, or greeting and welcoming people. The Book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 13, the Bible say, "Share with God's people of low position, practice hospitality." Everyone say hospitality. Every believer should be a good host. To bring people into the kingdom of God, we should be people who welcome and greet other people. When people see you, they see Jesus in you. When people see you, they see heaven in you and through you, and they want to become a believer. They want to join into the kingdom of God. That's why showing hospitality. Of greeting and welcoming are very important as a servant of God. Every one of us should know how to show hospitality to people. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2, the Bible say, "Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing some, people have entertained angels without knowing it." If you learn how to show hospitality and entertain. Strangers or new friend that come to church, stranger that come to the care group or the church meeting or to the camp like this, you may unknowingly entertain the angels. So we need to have that spirit in us, the spirit of love, the spirit of commitment. We have the spirit of wanting to build the kingdom of God. We want to see more and more people love Jesus and come into the kingdom, and. Everybody can do that job. You don't need to be a preacher like me. You don't need to be a worship leader up here a while ago. You don't need to be a drummer in order to do this job. Everybody, every believer, can show hospitality, can greet people, can welcome people. So we're gonna learn from the life of Abraham together. Abraham entertain. Some stranger at his home, but those stranger are the angels of God. The angels show up in his tent, and he show hospitality to them. Why don't we look at Genesis chapter 18 together? Genesis chapter 18, talking about 
hospitality, welcoming, and greeting from the scripture here. We're going to start to read from verse one. Then the Lord appeared to him by the turbine trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. Verse two. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, and bowed himself to the ground. Three men show up, and the Bible used the word "the Lord appeared to him." I believe that this is my interpretation from the scripture. I believe that these three men, one of them was the Lord Jesus Himself, because the Bible said the Lord appeared to him. There is a Hebrew language called theophany. Theophany is a Hebrew language, mean God shows up, God Himself come in the form of a human being. Abraham saw these three men. One of them. Was Jesus, and the other two were the angels. God and two angels show up in His home. How many people want God to show up in your home? Wow! I want God to show up in my home too. And I believe heaven is still open, and God still visiting His people. And God visit this man because he was a man of hospitality. God looked at the heart of people, and God picked people to visit. I want to have the right heart, so that God will visit me more. Amen. Now look at verse two again. The Bible says in verse two, he lifted up his eyes and looked. He lifted up his eyes and looked. My brothers and sisters, we should not be the type of Christian who are selfish and self-centered. We should be the people who have the spiritual eyes. And see the need of people. Our eyes should be like an eagle eyes. Look around. When you walk into the church, you see somebody sitting there lonely, have a bad day. Maybe some teenager came from a broken home, sitting there, and look very sad. You have the eyes open to see what's going on around you. Ask God to open your spiritual eyes to see. Who should I minister to? Who I can show hospitality to? Go in and say hi. How are you doing? It's so important as a believer to have very clear spiritual eyes to see what God wants you to do, and to see who need our help. I'm this type of Christian all this year. I'm very sensitive with my eyes. Look around and see. Look at people. And be led by the Holy Spirit. That person you go talk to. That person live alone until tomorrow. I will be led by the Spirit, and I'm have the Holy Spirit lead my eyes to open my eyes and see what is going on every single day. Amen. Everyone say, spiritual eyes. See the things. See the people that God want me to minister to. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. 
And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them. Not only that, you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to see the need of people, to see who God wants you to greet and to show hospitality. Number two, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with eagerness and fire. You know, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are so on fire. You are full of eagerness and enthusiasm. You know the word enthusiasm mean. Enthusiasm in the original word mean full of God. Enthusiasm. You're so full of God, and God is so full of love, and God is so full of mercy. God is so full of compassion. God is so full of the loving heart that want to help people to do good to people. So when you are enthusiastic, you are full of God. You say, God, use me right now to minister to that person, to greet that person, and you don't do it like dragging your feet like this. And oh, my pastor tell me to do so. Ah, oh, it's my job. It's my duty to do that. Ah. Oh. Today I'm assigned to be an usher, to be a greeter. So I do it anyway because it's my job. No, it flows out of your life. You are so full of God, and you love people. You want to greet people. You want to do good to people. How many people want to be full of God inside you? I want to be full of God. I want to show love to people, greet people, show hospitality to people. Amen. So you do it ex- with excitement, with. The face full of love, full of compassion, full of faith. God is so filled in you. This is why I love revival service like this. I love the camp like this because this is like a laboratory for you to learn how to be filled with the Holy Spirit again and again and again. When you come out to be prayed for, when you worship in this kind of atmosphere, in this kind of setting, everyone just focus on God and you say, "God, fill me." I want to be full of you again. When I lay hand on you, you say, "Fill me." I want to be the Christian who's so full of the Holy Spirit. Actually, the Book of Acts talk about Philip's and Peter. When they stood up and say something, the Bible say, "Full of the Holy Spirit." In the Book of Acts, chapter six, they selected seven men to be deacons of the church. And one of the characteristic of these seven men in the Book of Acts in the early church is full of the Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with God all the time. Less of the flesh and full of God. And when you're full of God, you're so on fire. You're so enthusiastic. How can I tell a person is full of God? Look at that behavior. If they're so full of enthusiasm. And they are on fire. We know that they are full of God. Amen. Not only that, the Bible used this term. He ran from. He ran. He was so full of enthusiasm. He did not walk slowly. Hi. How are you doing? He was so exciting to meet these people. He ran to the Lord. He's so excited. Amen. When you come to church, you should get excited. You should say, "God, wow! I'm gonna go to camp. I'm gonna meet you. I'm excited to meet you, like Abraham." He ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. 
when we read this scripture, we can see two things here. Number one, actually, you need to know that Abraham was a wealthy man in that generation. You know that he was not a, just some dirt ball on the street. He was very rich. He was a kind of millionaire in that generation. He was blessed by God. He has a lot of cattle, a lot of servants. His home was so full of servants to the point that he can send servants to fight the war and won the battle for him. He was very wealthy financially, wisdom, everything. But when he came to these three strangers, he did not even know that there was a lot at that time. He just did it out of enthusiasm. And he bowed down. What does it mean? He was very humble. When you greet and show hospitality to people, you need to come in with a humble attitude and humble posture. You should not be prideful, arrogant. You know, I'm the elder of this church. I'm a care group leader. Oh, I've been in this church longer than you. Who are you? Sometimes people may walk, may walk in with a very cheap clothes or look like no, no money. People look so insignificant in your eyes. Or some kids run into the church. They are not rich people. You still should be humble in your greeting to them. Love them. We should be humble all the time in the ministry. Not only that, Abraham was sensitive to the culture in that generation They bow down to each other. We should be sensitive to the culture of the guests. How do you greet a Indonesian person? How do you greet Indonesian? Can you show me how do you greet Indonesian? When you meet Indonesian, shake hand, bow and shake hand. So you use shaking hand. Okay. How about Chinese? How do you greet Chinese culture? Huh? Same. You shake hand too, or just bow down. What you do like this? Oh, okay. Huh? You bow down. I noticed that the way Chinese people bow and the way Japanese people bow is different. I noticed. Yeah, Chinese people bow just a little bit, but Japanese do very low. Like that, very different bow down. Okay, how about American? How we greet each other, American? Like this, like this. This is for the teenager. How do you greet adult? Shake hand, hugging. Okay, so we need to be sensitive to the culture of people. We need to. Make sure you honor them the way they receive the culture from us. People have different body language, the way to greet each other. So you need to learn their culture. You need to be sensitive to their culture. That's what Abraham did. He was very sensitive. He was very humble. The Bible said that go out to meet them, to meet them. He went from his place, moved forward to meet the guests at the front door. I remember one time I was invited to go to a church. I walk into the back door, and everyone was sitting there, no greeter, nothing. I walk there. I don't even know where to sit. 
everyone just sitting there. They turn around, look at me, and they turn back, and everyone sits still, doing nothing. I was so lost in that meeting room because I don't know where to do, what to do. Everyone was stranger to me. I was there just as a guest, and I was thinking, this will never happen in my church. When people walk in, somebody will get out from the chair. Walk to the door to meet the guests. We will not let the guests walk in and try to figure out themselves what to do and where to sit. We need to initiate, go to the guests, and greet the guests there. Definitely, when the church is bigger, we have greeters and we have archers. But when you have a small group meeting, somebody walk into the door. Somebody should be to stand up and go and greet those people. We need to initiate the greeting. Don't let people walk in and get lost and get confused. We need to have that heart, very welcoming, very happy to see people walk in. Our own members and brothers and sisters show up. We should be excited about that. Amen. Hallelujah. Now look at verse three. Verse three, and said, "My Lord." If I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. You notice that Abraham did not only greet with the enthusiasm, sensitivity to the culture, a humble heart, but he was very humble and appropriate in his word. The way he spoke to the guests. He was very appropriate. He said, "My lord." He did not say, "Hey, guy, who are you? Are you a dirt ball from the street?" He didn't say that. He was very humble, very respectful, and honorable to the guests. Whoever come to you, whoever show up in your group and in your home, in your church, in your meeting, you should honor them. No matter what background they have, we should be respectful. And we should use our word in an appropriate way, amen. Very important to say appropriate words. So glad to see you today. I'm so happy. Thank you for coming. Don't say like this. Wow, I don't like your hairstyle today. Don't say something negative. Be positive. Speak. The word of encouragement, the word of thankfulness and appreciation. Okay, now let's look at verse four. We can learn a lot from Abraham here. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet, and rest yourself under the tree. Abraham was so generous. He said, "I'm going to bring water to you. You want anything to eat? Are you hungry? Very hospitable." He did not let his guests become hungry and thirsty, and not only that, he find the seat, the chair to sit. Come in here, sit here. He led his guests to come and sit, bring water, and bring some food. Hospitable. Abraham was very hospitable man. Now look at verse five, and I will bring a morsel of bread. If today I will bring jaya. Or pad thai, or steak, that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by. In as much as you have come to your servant, they said, "Do as you have said." 
Abraham make sure that the guests feel comfortable, feel welcome, warm welcome, feel that they are taken care of very well, bring food to them, prepare good things, something for them to eat. Wow, that is a good, good host. We need to do the same thing in our home, in our care groups, and in the church. Always have some water at the home. When people visit you, you have water to feed them, have some snack. I noticed the habits of my wife. Every time she knows that a group of people are going to come to our home for discipleship or special meeting, she would disappear for half an hour from my home. She drove out and she come back with a bag of all kind of goodies and fruit and drink. She always have ready for that six guests to come show up and then bring out the plate with fruit and snack, everything ready to feed the guests. She has all kind of coffee and tea and soft drink. What do you want? She will be ready to feed anybody. That is to show good hospitality to people. And this happened since we got married. Pastor Da always helped me to show hospitality to the guests. Amen? So we should be hospitable. And when people see us like that, they will want to know our Jesus Christ, our Lord. Is that right? They will be impressed. Wow, Christians are very generous. Christians are really loving, very hospitable. And then continue to verse 8. And he took butter and milk and a calf which he had prepared and set it before them. He served them. He did not say to the guests, hey, uh, the bathroom is there. That is a refrigerator. Go get something for yourself. Okay, you want to do something? There, go there, go there. No, he served them. He made sure that they are taken care of. He prepared everything. Set it before them and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. So we make sure they feel so welcome and feel loved and they feel important. They need to feel that they are so important in our eyes. And not only that, he was standing there while they were eating to minister and to serve them. In the church, we should not leave our guests alone. We should be sensitive to their need. When people get up and walk out, they may want to go to the restroom. You may say, can I help you? Maybe a dad and a mom walk into the church with three young children. You go and greet them and say, oh, so good to see you. Are you the first time here? Do you want to know where the Sunday school is? Where the room for your kids? And you take them there. You don't say, turn right, turn left, turn right again, and turn around. You're going to see the Sunday school there. No, 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 no. You walk them to the Sunday school room. You walk them close to the restroom and say, over there. You should show hospitality to be by their side and help them. You know that the Holy Spirit is called the helper. He is by our side to help us all the time. And He is with us all the time to use us to help other people. Amen? How many people want more anointing? Selfish people cannot have more anointing. Only givers, 
only helpers. If you say use me, my body gonna be used by the Holy Spirit to minister to people, to help people. He can anoint you more. He gonna give you more anointing. The purpose of giving you the anointing number one to set you free for yourself, and number two to be used by God so that you can help other people. So giver or generous people, willing people. You'll be more anointed than people who only think about themselves. Me, me, me. Then God say, "You don't need the anointing, because you live for yourself anyway. Why I give you more anointing? But if you say, "God, I want more anointing. Use me today." Somebody walk into the care group, walk into the church. I'm gonna be your vessel. Maybe they're sick right now. I shake their hand. Boom! They get healed because the anointing is on me. You just say, "In the name of Jesus Christ, you'll be healed." They got healed at that moment because the anointing is in you to minister to them to be healed. Amen. So you need to have that attitude in order to be used by God, in order to serve God. It's so important that we need to have a really close relationship with God. Let me say this way: You don't serve God out of your flesh. You serve God by the Spirit of God. That's why the teaching in this camp is so important. To be led by the Spirit of God. When we serve, we are led by the Spirit. That's why you need to have really great intimacy, deep intimacy with God. And when you have the fullness of God on the inside of you, you're so close to Him, you can hear Him all the time. Now you can let Him flow. Through you to touch people, you serve God by being filled with Him, and let Him flow through you. The love of God will flow out of your eyes. Your willingness will allow Him to flow out through you, and people who come in contact with you will be blessed, will be saved, will be touched by God. This is the secret I have in my life of service. I always want to be close to God, filled with the Holy Spirit, and say, "I decrease and you increase." Less of Pastor Lau, Doctor Lau is dead. I have been crucified with Christ. I'm no longer live, but Christ live in me. You will rise up on the inside of me. I am nothing without you. I need you to work in me and through me. And as you do that, the Holy Spirit will guide you to see the need of people, to speak the right thing at the right time. Maybe you are quiet at the right time. Don't say anything because God doesn't want you to say anything. You just quiet at that time and let the guests speak or let other brother and sister. Say something to you, and you just nod your head and listen by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the best healing for people is just be a listener. You just listen and then let the Holy Spirit work, and they get healed already. You don't need to do anything much because the Holy Spirit is working through you, being led by the Spirit. Another thing, this is important attitude in the life of service. You do everything. Listen carefully. You do everything excellently 
as you do it to the Lord Himself. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men. When you greet brother and sister in the church, greet new believers, greet guests, Christian guests, non-Christian guests, you do it as if you greet Jesus himself. Amen? Jesus is the key. He, it is all about him. It's not all about me or you. It's all about him. You represent Jesus, and at the same time, you do the best to show love, to entertain, show hospitality to people, as if you do it to the Lord Jesus. If you can do that, you will be used by God in a very significant way. Always be loving. Always be positive. Don't take anything personal. People may act weird to you. People may reject you. You just say, I'm dead. Can dead people feel rejection? Can dead people feel rejection? No, is that right? If you're dead, people can reject you. You feel nothing anyway. This is the way I live. People can reject me. I just feel like I'm dead. I'm here to represent Jesus. I am not moved by your reaction. I'm not moved by how you look at me, how you treat me, because I'm here on behalf of Jesus anyway. Whatever you treat me, you treat Jesus. And I'm going to honor you no matter what. I'm going to love you and show hospitality to you. I'm not going to react or take revenge or retaliate. If you are mean to me, I just stay calm and smile. I'm not going to retaliate or get back at them. I just represent Jesus. I'm dead. I have been crucified. I'm dead already. If you can come to that level of ministry, you are a very mature Christian. And you can be used by God in a very significant way. Again, in a practical way. If you cannot speak English well and you greet an American guest or American brother and sister, what you can do is smile. If you cannot speak well, if I meet some Chinese people, I cannot speak Chinese, I know only a few words. What else? I know only four words. I will just smile and greet and say thank you. If I greet Japanese, I will say, Arikoto And I don't know how to speak Japanese. I say, Arikoto Just smile and speak positive word. Amen? If you greet Thai people and you are not Thai, just smile. Oh, their heart will be melt. You know, this greeting for Thai people is very polite and is very touching in the heart. You don't come to Thai people and act big and how are you? Like this. You come to Thai people and like this. Oh, very, very soothing to their heart that you show respect. This is a way to show respect and show love on Thai culture. Amen? So you just show love and, be, and smile and show sincerity to them. Definitely, your words are important when you speak. Make sure that you don't ask them, how old are you? 
Don't say what kind of job are you doing and what is your salary. <laughs> Pastor Da went to a nail salon place. While she's sitting to get her nail done, the lady asked her, "How old are you? What does your husband do for a living? What is his income?" And Pastor Da was sitting there. Oh, wow! This interview is tough. <laughs> and she never went back to that nail salon anymore. That was the last time. So make sure. That when you greet and you welcome people, don't get into their personal life. Just be general. Just be positive. Thank God you're here. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. Don't ask them about their personal life because it's not your business to know their personal life. Just have some kind of boundary. Don't get involved too much. Are you divorced? Really? <laughs> you don't need to know whether they're divorced or not until they tell you. Okay. So be careful in your word. <laughs> Sometimes people greet me that way. I'm serious. They ask me, "How old are you, Pastor?" Okay. Hallelujah. Find a seat for them, and when you greet people, you introduce your name first. I am so and so, and what is your name? And if they don't want to say, that's okay. Or you may not even ask their name. You just say, "My name is this. I'm happy to see you." And if you feel that they're open, you can ask name. And normally, what I do, I turn around and look for a place that I can pull out the paper and write the name again, so I can remember their names. In this camp, a little bit hard for me because so many people new faces to me. I cannot remember all of your names. But in my church, I try to remember everybody's name. And sometimes people come back and I call them by name. They're shocked, like, "How can you remember my name?" Because I wrote it down and I memorize. And I pray for them. It's so good to call people by name because they know that we care. Amen. So our church a little bit tough because we have international people, different name. Naoko, Kimmy, all the interesting name in the church. <laughs> James and John very interesting name. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we try to remember people's name. And not only that, it's so good that we will introduce them to our leaders, our friend in the church, and look for people of the same background when you introduce. For example, teenager walking, you introduce them to our teenager members. It's so important that they will build friendship with members as soon as possible. If the couple walking. There are Indonesian couple. Definitely, I will turn around, look for Indonesian members in the church, and say, "Come here, come here. I would like to introduce you to Suryadi and Linny and Joki and Anne." And they begin to speak to each other in Indonesian, and they will feel at home right away. If the Filipino walk in, I will look for the Filipino members and introduce them. If Spanish speaking, I look for Spanish speaking. If Single walk-in. Definitely, I look for single members and introduce that single to the single. Amen. So you try to help your guests to feel very welcome, feel warm, feel friendly all the time, and all the whole church should have that spirit. Everybody is friendly, welcoming, greeting, loving, 
and very generous and helpful. It's so important to be on time. We should not come to church after the guests. The church starts at 10 a.m. We should show up at 9.30, ready to greet the guests. Don't show up at 10.15, or the guests sitting there in the church. The members are not here yet. Where are the members? Where are the pastors? Or the guests waiting. No, we come before time, and very important to wear appropriate clothes. Doesn't have to be expensive, but wear appropriate clothing. Prepare your heart when you serve the Lord. Amen? You prepare your heart to love people and to show respect to people. Approach them with love, with humility. Show equal respect to everybody, the kids, the old, the young. Show respect to everybody. We don't just greet the rich people or people come in with a tie and suit. No, people who come in with Jean, with t-shirt, we greet them. People come in with slippers, we still show love and respect to them. No discrimination. We show love to everybody in the same way. Amen? Hallelujah. And help them. Make friends with them. Try to make friends. After the service, make friends. That's why in New Hope International Church, we have lunch two times a month. So that we can make friends with people. We can talk to people. And we can remember their names. I know that sisters here, Sister Cindy, she was looking for a church in Seattle when she moved from North Carolina. She was looking, she went to visit many churches. But eventually, Sister Cindy decided to choose New Hope. And she told me that the reason she chose our church, not because I'm a great preacher, because other American pastors preach better than me. And she has to kind of bear with my accent too. She is really local American and listening to Thai accent. But she told me that the reason she chose our church because when she walked in that day, the first Sunday, two or three people greeted her. Not greeted, this is a recurrent member. And brought her into the room and built friend, invite her to go to care group, show love. And many people remember her name in the first Sunday. When she come back the next Sunday, people call her by name. She was so impressed that this is unusual. Why people care for me so much? They remember my name. They come out of their own way to greet me at the parking lot. Wow, we should do that. We should have that kind of spirit and attitude to bring people into the kingdom of God. You need to believe that your church, your group, has something good to offer to people. And the key is that how can they come back? How they will come back and they will stay and listen to the word and get touched by the Holy Spirit. Don't turn people away because of your lack of sensitivity, a lack of hospitality, a love. You should do everything with your power to make sure people feel welcome, feel loved, accepted. They feel that we see them so important because Jesus died for them. Jesus shed the blood for that soul. That soul is so important. Everyone who walks into the church is so important that you need to show love to. And you will be the stepping stone for them to come in. Amen? Do not boast about yourself. Always honor them and lift them up. Don't talk good about yourself. Always humble and listen. 
and be gentle to the people in your welcoming. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You learned something today. I hope you learned something today. Wow, the time flies so quickly. Hallelujah. I'm gonna close in prayer and ask God to give you the spirit of welcoming. And after that, we have 15 minutes before we go to lunch. I like to do something in the next 15 minutes. If any one of you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, I like to pray for you this morning. I'm gonna explain to you quickly from the Scripture and ask you to come out to sit in the front here, and the pastor and Pastor Dan and I will lay hand on you. Being filled with the Holy Spirit can be received only by the believers. Non-born again people, non-Christians cannot receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So if you've never been filled and speak in tongue, we're going to spend 15 minutes to pray for you. Okay, and our pastor is going to help to pray for you. Father, we thank you so much for this teaching. That we are led by the Spirit to be like Abraham. Sometimes we may even entertain angels and the Lord Himself. Father, give the Spirit into our heart that we all care for the lost, care for one another, show love to the guests, to the new believers. Lord, help us to be filled with God. Filled with the presence of God all the time, that we shall be full of faith, love, enthusiasm, wisdom, anointing, power, to minister to the lost, to this lost and dying world. Lord, we thank you so much that you're going to use all of us in the area of hospitality, greeting and welcoming, Father. Lord, we ask you to fill us and use us, help us to have. The sensitive spiritual eyes to see people that we should minister to, to see the need of people, and we can be used by you by the power of heaven to really fulfill their need, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Miracle shall happen to our mouth, to our words, to our voice. Miracle shall happen to our hand when we shake hand and greet people, Father. Use us indeed, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty